Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome to the Guilty as Charged podcast. My name is Steven, and I am your host, as always. And joining me today is a very special guest, Mr. Brad Spielberger. Brad, how are you doing today? Thanks for joining me. I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Love to hear it. So obviously, uh, some big news this week amongst Chargers fandom with Justin Herbert and his contract extension. Um, so had to get the best in the business to kind of break things down in regard to the contract. Um, you're, w- before we dive into some of these specifics, we're... Were you kind of surprised by anything that came out from the contract or was it kind of about what you expected given what we've seen from the quarterback market in the past? Yeah, I think it was about to be expected, right? I mean, because we've had big deals this offseason, you kind of knew, okay, incremental increase over Lamar Jackson, over Jalen Hurts. You kind of get a decent idea, of, or at least for the total value. Uh, we'll get into the details, like you said. That's where maybe some of the surprises or more interesting details came. But but overall, look, I think we knew it would be smart for the Chargers to beat Joe Herbert to the t- uh, Joe Burrow <laughs> to the table. Uh, it would be smart for them to get this deal done as soon as they could. Uh, and, and I think the value lines up with what we thought. Yeah, I I think a lot of people who maybe were kind of surprised that the Chargers did push that uh, big of a number were maybe a little you know forgetful of what Justin Herbert looked like in 2021 with a with a healthy offense. But um, you mentioned the the specifics. I guess we'll we'll dive in here. Um, maybe the biggest surprise what I saw nationally was the um, guaranteed money. I know there was some confusion about how much more guaranteed money he actually got than Lamar Jackson. Can you maybe clarify for us what the difference is between those two since that was kind of the the comparison that was made last night? Yeah, for sure. So I think the biggest thing here is, you know, you can look at the total guaranteed figure of a contract and in these big quarterback deals, they fold in, the reports are going to fold in the prior money, meaning his fourth year of his rookie deal and then, of course, the fifth-year option, which has already been exercised. Technically, that money already was fully guaranteed. He was going to earn it, but the initial reporting is going to have that number. So that number, including those figures, was the 218.7 number. The $185 million is the new money total guarantees, which actually, interestingly enough, is the exact same number as Lamar Jackson. But I think that was the discrepancy there. The confusion there was you know, new guarantees versus folding in the old. But reporting on these... You know, for, for one reason or another, I think we could guess uh, is going to give the biggest number first uh, in the initial report. Yeah, the, it always takes a few tweets to finally get that that clarity there. Um, the one that Chargers fans are kind of, I don't want to say freaking out, but stressing about is that $100 million due to Justin Herbert in the first year of the contract. I know that's not like the cap number and we've we have the official cap numbers now, but 
when we hear $100 million in one year, what does that actually look like for Justin Herbert? So ties in the same, same thing we just talked about, and I'll say this. I still think it is a phenomenal number, a game-changing number. Um, new year cash flow or new new money cash flow in the first new year does not mean 2023. It means the total in new money he's earning in 20, you know, through 2025, right? So you take the total amount he's going to earn the next three seasons. And then you subtract the old money of about $33.7 million, and he's going to earn an additional $100 million on top of that in the next three seasons. So that obviously you know, makes it a little bit more palatable, a little bit more understandable. But even still, I mean, Lamar Jackson got $80 million in the first new year of his deal. And ignore the fact that, yes, the first new year for him is this season. Yeah, that, that's not how NFL contracts are reported. It's based on you know new money over new years. So – a, a groundbreaking 25% raise over the prior record. But yeah, they're, they're not giving him $100 million this year. He'll make 133 of the next three. Yeah, I, I think that's a very important piece of clarity there. Um, our guy Arjun, when in the past has done, you know, the percentage chances that this player will hit X, you know, X amount of money or hit the actual duration of the contract. Um, there was also a piece that, Justin Herbert could earn up to basically 53, I think it's 53 and a half million APY. There's some escalators in there. Can you break down what exactly an escalator means in this kind of set in this kind of setting for Justin Herbert? I know there's like, you know, team oriented escalators, right? But I heard, I saw that there was also like injury options and things like that. So really, what's the chances, I guess, that Justin Herbert maximizes this contract to the 53 and a half? Yeah, so I guess I don't know if this is public yet, but I, I guess we'll talk about it. So there are escalators in this deal. And, and to describe that first, really what that means is instead of an incentive where if you hit a certain benchmark, you would get a cash payout you know, right away or at the end of the season or whatever was agreed upon for that prior year. An escalator is, okay, your 2024 salary, let's say, is $20 million. But if you hit this statistical benchmark, your salary is going to go up by one million, two million, whatever. So it actually escalates your your, your future year salary. It's the different mechanism at play there. I, I don't know if this is out yet. Herbert can get can earn escalators for making the AFC Championship game or making the Super Bowl. I think it is. It might be winning those games, but it's tied to Super Bowl or or AFC Championship game. In this case, you can get it for you know, all pro or MVP or, you know, just 5,000 passing yards, whatever. Um, and then you're, you're following your salary will, will rise by that amount. Is that a pretty similar structure to what we've seen? Like, I mean, that's kind of a broad question, but I feel like the chiefs are kind of the standard with, you know, quarterback contract right now. Is there stuff in that same vein in Mahomes' contract? Is it pretty standard that you do that kind of thing with these type of big money deals? Yeah, I think you're always going to get, you know, I, I think AP, you know, first team all pro is a very common one, MVP. And then, of course, you want to tie it to playoff performance or a guy <laughs> you know, reaching a certain round of the playoffs. It's an incentive for, for him and for everyone else to play good football. So, yeah, pretty standard, fairly common. Um, I don't think he has escalators, though. I think Mahomes are true incentives. But mm. some other components like, you know, again, there's a springing guarantee. So there is a part of the guarantee, I think, in 2027. That is not guaranteed as of right now, but I'm guessing in 2025, it will become fully guaranteed down the road. That's what Mahomes did was two years out, future money would become fully guaranteed or even just injury guaranteed. And I think that is the case here as well um, in that second to last year for Herbert. 
Yeah, just fascinating stuff there. Um, you know, diving into the cap hits here again, this probably changes, but you know, the the fifth year option for 2024 becomes $19.35 million, uh, according to Daniel Popper of the Athletic. And then, you know, we see 37.35, 46.35, 58.35, and then 71 million is the top that it gets in 2028. This is kind of a, a general quarterback question because a lot of people now are talking about like, oh, like Mahomes needs a new deal. Josh Allen needs a new deal because <laughs> Josh Allen's like quarterback nine on the market now. Um, what are the chances you think these quarterbacks start restructuring and renegotiating earlier than we've seen in the past? And, and maybe that does start with Mahomes this year. We'll see that push. I mean, those two are the key, right? Mahomes for 10 years, obviously, we knew that was never going to happen. But I think now... I think what happened there was when they went to basically jumping the market from 35 to 45 million dollars a year, maybe like an Aaron Donald, where he took the defensive tackle market from 17, 18 all the way to 22 and a half. He probably thought, and that was a six year deal. He probably thought, okay, this is going to be a cap. This is going to be a ceiling on this market. Guys might get closer or they might get, you know, 20 million, but on a four year deal and so on and so forth. But the fact that there are now guys, you know, vastly exceeding Patrick Mahomes and it's on five year contracts, I, you know, it could be this offseason. If it's not this offseason, I assume it will be next offseason. So, yeah, it, which is funny, obviously, because he has what nine years left on his deal still, yeah. um, you know, because that was actually a 12 year in total deal, you know, just how Justin's is seven. So, that one and Allen's is is honestly as good of a discount as Patrick Mahomes is maybe even better. He fell into that bucket, right? He got the forty three million per year, but on a six year contract, and even that now is an absolute heist for Buffalo as well. Do you think we'll ultimately see this quarterback market plateau a little bit? Because obviously, you know, we haven't gotten Joe Burrow's number, but it's going to increase. We don't know what Tua is going to be, but you know, I'm I'm just so curious about this because Tom Pelissero sent out that tweet that. You know, the quarterback market has increased by like 82% over the last 10 years since Aaron Rodgers uh, became the highest paid quarterback at $22 million per year in 2013, which is just kind of crazy to look back on. Do you think we see a plateau here or is this just going to keep taking off as the cap continues to increase? I don't see why it would slow down, right? If you're an elite, you know, former first round pick, proven commodity, awesome quarterback through your first three seasons, you're going to continue to push this market higher and higher. I think where teams get creative is maybe if you're in a scenario where you don't fully believe in your guy, you're more patient, you you wait out the fourth year, you go into the franchise tag conversation, or you just take a draft pick again and say, hey, we think the rookie contract, you know, surplus value is worth more to us than maybe giving even a bit of a discount deal to a guy that we think is okay, but not great. I, I kind of always use Jared Goff in this scenario, right? I mean, kind of gets carried by Sean McVay to a degree, does get that big deal. And honestly, he, you know, his deal at 33 and a half is fine right now. But, you know, think of that scenario where they say, yeah, we're going to start over. It's just such a hard thing to do, even with a mid-tier quarterback. You mm -hmm. see Daniel Jones this offseason, some other guys. It's just so hard to move on from even an average starter in this league. GMs want to keep their jobs. Uh, they they want to, you know, not you know, take this massive, massive risk. But, yeah, to, to answer the question, no, I think you're going to get Joe Burrow next. You're going to get maybe Mahomes. You're going to get Trevor Lawrence. It's it's never going to stop. Yeah, and then we've got, you know, the next generation coming up through the, through the rest of the pipeline as well. Um, you know, a big question that Chargers fans have is, you know, there's always this concept out on social media like, oh, they, he should take a team-friendly deal because it's going to make things easier for them to build around him. What do you make of the Chargers' chances here? Because, I mean, 
they've got a, a lot of tough decisions next year. Does this contract work out friendly enough for the Chargers where that they can still field competitive teams in the next three to four years? This season where you get the $16 million signing bonus, you know, not a massive payout this year. Like we talk about Mahomes a lot. The most team friendly component, besides the fact that he they have control and perpetuity, is that what he did because there was so much so much guaranteed money, the early cash flows in that deal were super, super low and it enabled them. You know, Chris Jones was on a franchise tag at that time. He gets his extension. Travis Kelsey got some new money around that time as well. So it wasn't about the guarantees or all that yada yada. It was just we're simply giving you less cash right now. Herbert, that definitely applies this year, right? And, and, a, and a little bit next year. It's about a $50 million option bonus next year, which is not small money. But, you know, it's not exorbitant. It's not crazy. It's not impossible to work around. Like you mentioned, they do clear $10 million in salary cap space next year, which is very needed with, you know, 30 plus million dollar cap hits on Keenan yeah. Allen and Mike Williams and Khalil Mack and all those guys. You know, I think it's about as friendly as it, as it should be or could be, you know, players don't need to be doing owners and, and GMs favors in this league. No, I, I think, you know, we're about as player friendly as it gets in, and on this podcast and you know, we want to see players get paid. And obviously that is uh, what Justin Herbert is, is, is able to, to prove that he's worth. So, um, yeah, I was excited to see it. You know, I think this is, uh, you know, the Chargers have kind of shown that they're willing to spend up on on premium players. You know, they have reset markets at at quarterback, edge, safety, center in the last three years, and you know, taking on a bunch of these players too. So, um, I, what do you make of the way that the Chargers have spent money? Because there's there is this perception that they're cash poor, that they're cheap, like all this stuff. What do you make of the way that they've kind of operated on over the last two or three years since they, they really have gotten into SoFi Stadium? Yeah, like you said, it's kind of silly. They've reset how many position markets in the last you know two years. Look, I mean, I'm sure maybe there are ways they're cutting costs in different areas, maybe not investing as much money in different departments around the organization or just facilities, things of that nature. Obviously, they are effectively kind of a tenant of SoFi Stadium as far as I understand it. But at the end of the day, all the players are probably going to care about is, are you willing to you know, give us deals that not only have the total total value and the APY and all those things, but we're seeing you know, salaries guaranteed out in future years, you know, big option bonuses, all these things. I mean, obviously, Cincinnati and Joe Burrow has the spotlight now. They don't guarantee salaries outside the first year of contracts, right? I mean, that's mm -hmm. going to change with Joe Burrow. They don't have a choice. But, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I've heard the same about the Spanos family and the Chargers. Like I said, I'm sure it exists in some capacity. It doesn't really seem to be reflected in their in their cap uh, sheet. <laughs> yeah, it does not appear that way to me either. Um, last question here for me, uh, not necessarily about Justin Herbert. It's not about Justin Herbert. Um, Andrew Thomas got paid today. He you know surpasses Trent Williams. Chargers are going to have a very uh, similar contract negotiation at this time next year with Mr. Rashawn Slater. Uh, how much further do you think we see the left tackle market pushed between now and then with some of these other guys who might be up for contracts? If I was the Chargers and saw the Andrew Thomas deal come down today, I would have thrown a small parade in the office. I think it's one of the more <laughs> team-friendly contracts I've seen in several years. Um, a, a phenomenal football player, obviously Slater is as well, but to get a five-year extension – when Laramie Tunsil just got a three-year deal to reset the market at $25 million, you got a, a player under his contract for seven total years now. And yeah, he surpassed Trent Williams and David Bakhtiari, but 
didn't really surpass them in cash flows in the early years of the contract, gave that fifth year of cost control. Yeah, I so saw you get the full guaranteed number is, is a record at 67 million, but you look at the underlying you know numbers of this deal, it's it's a very team-friendly structure. So yeah, that, that Tristan Wirfs and Rashawn Slater and and all these guys, Christian Darasaw coming up, they probably didn't didn't love to see it, or their agents <laughs> didn't at least, but yeah, the, the Chargers know they might have to pay him a whole lot of money. He's a phenomenal football player. Uh, I'm sure they'll be ready, and some tough decisions elsewhere could be coming to kind of facilitate that. Yeah, 100%. Excited to see what that number looks like next year. Excited to see you continue to cover all of these contracts. Um, again, if, if Chargers fans, if you're not following Brad Spielberger on Twitter, I don't know what you're doing because he is the best in the business in that regard. Uh, Brad, thanks so much for joining us, man. Really appreciate your time as always. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.